Imagine you're transitioning into the CEO role of an organization that's been in your city for over 136 years. Now that's a lot of pressure, but you've been planning with your leadership team for over two years, so you feel prepared. Then COVID shows up and everything operationally changes. Then the murder of George Floyd and the widespread protests. Now you're days away from being the head person in charge. How you respond now will mark your leadership before you ever even have the title. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast, where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and the conversation today is full. It will give you hope. It'll challenge you to grow. You'll laugh a little. You'll discover a term at the intersection of racial injustice, community involvement, leadership, and actually making a difference. You're also going to hear two voices outside of mine. Jeff Cullen is the current CEO of the Racine Family YMCA, and Ahmad Kwekukawi, the man who is taking the reins as CEO. To help with context, three sites are named in the interview. So we have Sealed Air, the Bray Center, and Family Services of Racine, all serving unique aspects of health. Now, before we get into the details of what their transition has been like and the vision for the wise future, I asked Jeff to give us all a history lesson, and that is where our conversation is going to begin. Really interesting story. Uh... It's sort of apropos at this time because uh, three days ago was the 176th anniversary of the YMCA. Uh, started in London in 1844. Uh, a gentleman uh, named George Williams, who to all of these young men coming in off the farms into work in factories and textile mills in the city of London. And he decided that they, they really needed a place to go so that they're not out at night just carousing. And so he gave them a, a very spiritual type of place. And that's really how the, how the Y started. And you know, since then, 1851 to Boston and 1873 to right here in Racine, and in Racine, always trying to fulfill the needs at any particular time in the community. When you think that the YMCA out in Springfield invented basketball, invented the game of basketball, invented the game of volleyball, invented the game of racquetball, it's really been there every time in the community that there's been a need. The USO started as a Y program and spun off into being the USO. And here in Racine, we've done the same since 1873, really trying to meet the needs of the community at any particular time, making sure that we're making a difference. That's, that's how it's been, and, and uh, that's where we are. So exposing a little of my ignorance here, just to clarify, the, the YMCA invented basketball or brought basketball, like that particular YMCA branch brought the game of basketball to YMCA organizations? No, actually, James Naismith was a YMCA instructor mm -hmm. at Springfield College, and that's where the game was invented. Springfield wow. College is a YMCA college. And so, yes, the YMCA invented the game. And volleyball, too, correct, Jeff? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had no idea. So, all right. All right. 
Um, anything else that you, either of you would suggest that blank slate, here's what the YMCA is all about. Uh, it's something that's really integral to the rich history of the YMCA. Uh, camp, camping, uh, resident camping is really an invention of the YMCA. The first resident camp was a YMCA camp. And of course, swimming lessons. But I'll say that the why and all of those things and what we do in Racine, the why is, I know you, you hate this cue, but the why is much more than <laughs> sweat socks and swimming pools. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's, it's a whole lot of other things. And I know it's sort of like every person sees the why from the perspective of how they use it. Yeah. But once you really get to know it and understand, there's so many more things that the why does, again, to make a difference in the community, to help people, to make a difference in their lives. So let, 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 let me say, I don't hate when he, <laughs> it's just, when he says it, it's more like a Mr. Rogers moment, you know? <laughs> All right. So, so, so I don't dislike the term. It's just you know he's been saying it for thirteen years. <laughs> uh, what was it? Sweat, sweat socks and swimming pools. <laughs> what What are a couple of uh, like any other misconceptions that people have, or common misconceptions that people have about the why? Before we get into the transition of, of you guys' yeah. roles, you know, what are some things that people don't understand about the why? Well, I'll say this, you know, I've, I've only been with the organization for 16 and a half years, uh, but really, and I, and I can speak specifically for, you know, Racine, but I would assume other, across the, the, the nation, you know, people think we're a for-profit. You know, I don't know how many calls I have gotten for donations, <laughs> you know, our competition isn't the for-profit gyms. That's not our competition. Our competition is the coronavirus. Our competition is unhealthy eating practices. You know, uh, that's our competition. Uh, we don't look at uh, competition as for-profit gyms. That's good. I I knew because I'm close to the, you know, close to the flame. Uh, so I understood that you guys were a nonprofit, but I, I really like the idea of who your comp, who what, what your competition is? Um, you're combating much more than, you know, a, a gym down the street. So, all right. So let's transition a little bit into uh, zooming in uh, into what you guys are are currently your roles that you're currently in and the roles that you're gonna be in, um, you know, shortly. So the handoff. So Jeff, you're the current CEO, and Ahmad, you're the incoming CEO. So help people listening in understand what this transition has been like any unforeseen difficulties uh maybe some pleasant surprises along the way yeah it's called the coronavirus uh, yeah <laughs> well, hey let's talk about it let's talk about oh, it because you guys because the transition was going to happen regardless and then the coronavirus shows up and you got to keep moving so talk about it i want to you know i think this will help people you know, there's a statement that said man plans but god is the best of planners and mm. jeff and i you know this has been a three-year process. So this is yep. really between yep. Jeff and I, this is nothing new. I asked him three years ago, uh, would he support me being the next you know, CEO when he retired? And he, he said, of course. Uh, so between him and I, it's been in the works. But once it got to that board level and started to be more official, we had you know, a committee and we had, we had everything planned out. 
to the to the to the date to the T everything. And um, you know, I was going to go spend more time with Jeff, you know, sitting in his office and and just continually learning. And literally, the the virus hit. You know, the virus hit, and it just threw everything in in a in a in a whirlwind. Uh, so it's it's been. I tell people I can write a book about it because it it has it has been interesting to be transitioning into you know this position over the past you know pretty much six months um but it's been kind of a to be honest you know jeff will call me and say hey let's talk about this you know so it's really not a plan in place anymore we we just do it how we've been operating for the past you know 13 years is really just doing what's best uh and what makes sense at the time because every day is, is is something different uh, he has, you know, he has turned over a lot of things to me um, for me to handle. Um, but, you know, to be honest, he's been doing that in, my, in, in terms of his career with us. And once I got into this, uh, my current position and once our relationship had really developed, oh, yeah, he had no problem giving me projects and things because he knew that I would take off and and definitely, you know, try to make those things happen. And you know, there was times that you know, Jeff and I wouldn't talk for two weeks you know, uh, cause our offices are on different floors and things of that nature. And then we'll run into each other like, Hey, what you doing? <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, but that's been our relationship, you know, since he's been there and I've been in this current position, uh, the trust that, that we've developed and, and I want to make sure that I don't make him or the organization look bad for anything that we do. Uh, you know, I, and when I say I'm his alter ego is, you know, really, I felt that I needed to not allow for things to get to him. You know, he needed to be out there raising money, developing relationships, things of that nature. So I tried my best to keep the day-to-day drama uh, no higher than me, you know, so he can do what needed to be done. So And it's, hey, it's been great and it's it's worked. You know, uh, Yogi Berra said, it ain't over till it's over. And, you know, this last three months was supposed to be easy. Hugh was going to... Yep take care of everything and, and tell me to go out and play golf. And, uh, you know, it just didn't happen that way. Um, and so, you know, I, I've continued to, to work on some of the things that I've done yet continuing to, to try and transition things. And, um, and I think, you know, Hugh has just done a, an outstanding job of sort of taking the organization through the process of, reopening you know we we worked on closing together and and he's really taken the responsibility and working with his staff on what does reopening look like and how are we going to do that and you know and he he check and run some stuff by me just for my thoughts but he's just done a great job of of doing that and, and so yes the, the transition has been much different than we expected and than he and I talked about three years ago. And, you know, and I, I got to go back. It was, I think we were at the General Assembly in Salt Lake City in 2010. Uh, and and we were talking and, and Hugh said, well, hey, you know, I, I know I can go out and find a lot of jobs elsewhere, but, you know, start giving me some other things if you would, and I'll give you three more years. Well, you know, three more years passed. That was 2013, and we're, you know, we're seven years beyond that. Mm-hmm. And it is because of the relationship that we've developed. And he's, I, I trust you, 
a lot. We set direction, uh, you know, determine where we're going, and then, you know, he can go out and make a lot of stuff happen. Uh, you know, we check in with each other, and uh, and it's been great. And and as he said, there have not been a lot of times where operational stuff has gotten to me because he's you know, he stopped it and he's taken care of it. So it's been a a, a good last three years as we've gone into through this transition between he and I and again as he mentioned the board uh, you know got involved and went through the process of you know, is this the right move to transition Hugh to this job and, and then overwhelmingly they determined that you know, yes and uh, so he and I have continued to work to work on it and uh, so far so good a few weeks to go for me, and then he gets to, to do the hard harder lifting. Yeah, I get a new office, too. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to and kick then, me out of the office I'm trying, already. Yeah, man, I'm trying to get him out the office. He won't get out the office yet, you know? <laughs> and then Jeff can go golfing finally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so t- talk a little bit before, before I go to this next question. Talk a little bit about communication and the role of communication, um, defining it sounds like the basis of a smooth transition for the pair of you was trust was established a while ago. So trust is established. You're able to build on top of that, getting a little more granular. Uh, so a couple layers above trust. Talk a little about communication. What happens when there is some healthy conflict, uh, a difference in vision um, prior to the COVID stuff? You know, you got three years ago and ramping up to the COVID. So maybe that, that helps to break it out that way. But what does communication look like between the two of you? How, you know, what is the frequency? Um, anything like that that might help uh, other folks that are listening in on this? I think the, the, trans, the, uh, the, the communication through the transition has really been, really been crucial. And, you know, we, we say we don't talk all the time, but we, we have a plan and, and we've worked the plan. But just, you know, Talking it through and and relying on each other in ways that you know are are fairly intimate. Um, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I rely yep. a lot on on Q's judgment. I think he relies on mine, and so you know, that, there are conflicts in vision. I don't think that we've ever really had that. Um, and at some point through this transition in the last few months, um, the things that, you know, I kept working on from a vision perspective, um, really transitioned to Q and the things that he saw as the next steps in vision to let those begin. I guess I go back to, uh, Q, when you went to that, um, the new CEO Institute that YUSA had. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think you, you said you were, you were in a room with maybe 20 other new CEOs and they were all talking about learning about the things they were going to need to change and how difficult it was for them to go into an organization, find out the things that need to change, over a, a period of time and then go and change them. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, uh, 
I, I brought up the issue of trust, but our communication has been also honest. You know, I think that when I, I agree, we have not had conflict in terms of vision. That's that's never been an, an, an issue. Uh, I think at some point, Jeff Jeff will get gung ho to do a bunch of things, and I'm actually the one to say, "Ah, uh, can we kind of slow down a little bit?" <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I mean, he'll have tons of ideas, right? And he'll, and hey, I, I'm thinking about we should have work with youth, uh, homeless youth. You know, he'll throw something out like that, and I'll look at our our strategic plan, right? And I say, does it does it does it answer those questions? You know, and so we had that type of relationship that, and 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 when there was issues. Uh, uh, we both were open to say what needed to be said and we never walked away uh, upset or at least not for a long period of time <laughs> at yeah, each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we no, So we really had that, that honest relationship when Jeff kind of first started. Well, when he first started, people would try to read Jeff. Right. And I had so many people as he was getting more into the community and doing things, they say, I, I just don't know. Uh, how to read Jeff and I, I said don't read him because you're not going to read him I don't read him you know it's just it, it's just he just has that type of personality that you can't read Jeff and so uh, but I try to look at how he would react to situations and so my my job would be when a member or a staff person has an issue or especially a staff person wants to go someplace say hey, I want to take the program this way and I, I'll put on my Jeff Collin hat you know, and I said, okay. And I started asking the questions I know he would ask me. So, you know, uh, I tried not to go to him to ask simple questions that I was, I was feeling that, man, I pay you this money to handle this stuff, you know? Um, so that, that was, the, that was my attitude. And then again, as he was finishing off in terms of this new CEO Institute, it was interesting because this listening to their stories, I'm like, I don't have to go through all that. You know, because yep, yep. I'm transitioning right now, you know, as we're talking, this is uh, it's helping me learn in, in terms of what you, what they were talking about. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy I didn't have to go to a new why and have to learn the community. Uh, I've been in racing for 21 years. So, uh, no, 22, actually, I'm going 22 years. Uh, so a lot of stuff, uh, the transition is more of like Jeff was saying, what are those high level strategic and visionary things that he was doing that I may not know he was doing, you know, and, and there's other little stuff, you know, organizationally that he took care of that I'm, I'm still learning those things too. So, uh, but our, our, our communication was purely trust and, and being honest when we did get together and talk. That's great advice for anybody that's, uh, that's listening in that might be going through a similar transition of authority, uh, trust and uh, clear communication that's led with honesty um, and then leaving the emotion inside that room. And when you go back out uh, into the community, you're, you're on the same page. Um, Jeff, a direct question, uh, but I want to hear, so why Ahmad? Well, I, I think, I think if you, you know, you've, you've heard everything he says he, that he said already. And, and that's why um, see, I, I, believe that Hugh has great vision for the community and where it needs to go next. You know, everything we've done over the last 13 years has built on something that we've done before. And getting the community to trust the why 
providing quality programs and services that people have seen and you know, what's next and, and what's next are not necessarily the things that I'm best at, but they are maybe the things that he was best at in taking the community the next steps, taking the things that we've done, expanding on them, um, massaging them so that they reach the community in new ways, different ways, better ways. But again, just continuing to build and, um, and what I've seen over the years as Q's colleague is that he can do that. You know, he can take those things the next steps and take the why the next steps that it needs to go in the community to serve the community more and better than ever. Well, that's a perfect transition to my next direct question. So let's uh, talk for a couple minutes about the future and vision. So Mr. Q, Ahmad, what is your vision for the Y in our community? What impact are you envisioning for the YMCA under your leadership? And you know, when it's all said and done, what are you wanting to accomplish? Pre-corona, um, I, I, I was looking at really focusing more of my efforts on the health and wellness side of the organization. Okay, so a lot of the programs that come out of our sealed air branch, you know, Parkinson's, Live Strong, working with cancer survivors, uh, di uh, diabetes prevention. And so I really wanted to focus on that area uh, in general and chronic illnesses. And then once uh, the coronavirus hit and I started to educate myself, because uh, I think right now about 55% of Racine County's infected uh, populations are of color, primarily, uh, I think the Hispanic community is about a third of the numbers, and then we make up about 20% ourselves. And so as I started looking and, and, and thinking about, okay, what is what is the why is going to be coming out of this? I remembered uh, the social determinants of health. And uh, those are the things that uh, the environment that people are, you know, we're born, we live, we learn, we work, we play, we worship, you know, we age in this environment, right? And it's called the social determinants of health. And there are five, uh, five determinants. One is economic stability, education. Uh, third is social and community context, uh, health and health care. And then the last is neighborhood and built environment. So uh, I learned about that years ago when I was involved on behalf of the Y and the infant mortality meaning that um, Racine had one of the highest numbers of African-American babies that, were, that would not make it to their first birthday in the country. What was making that happen was these social determinants of health. And so now we're dealing with corona. Okay, well, okay, now the populations that's getting, uh, that's, that's mostly affected by this have a lot of the worst health outcomes, right? So it mirrored what I was thinking about anyway. And then the murder happens, right, in, in, in Minnesota. Yep. And so now racism is thrown to the top of this, you know. Yep. And so now when I went back to the social determinants of health, I looked at those things and I said, it's all intertwined. 
in all those five things I just said, racism mm. is also embedded in that too. I was listening to a webinar and one of the doctors was saying, you know, race, racism isn't a person, right? Racism is, is, a, is a system. It's something that's put in place and people just keep it going. And I sat back like, wow, you know, and so now for the why MCA, I really want us to continue to focus on these social determinants of health. We have programs right now that deal with everything I just said. You know, economic stability. You know, we have a focus mm -hmm. on fathers program to, you know, really helping these gentlemen, uh, non-custodial fathers um, get employed, but not just to get employed to pay child support. That's how we started. But like, how do you build generational wealth? Right. Education. That's We've good. been, you know, we, we're known for our education program. So that's that's that's, you know, that's that's been there. Um, you know, social and community. Now, when we moved into the brain, we took over operations of the Brace Center. Uh, you know, I tried to bring the Y culture right into that neighborhood, and the neighborhood wasn't having it. <laughs> okay, uh, mm -hmm. they they no. This is this is our neighborhood, and you have to learn how we operate. And so that's what we end up doing. And then and now we just acquired a, a family service of Racine. That's now a branch of the Racine Family YMCA. So now we're in the mental health arena. You know, so Jeff has <laughs> Jeff has set set actually set this up. He he threw a nice little pitch. You know, it wasn't too fast. It was nice and high, right? And I have a big bat. You know, I have a big bat. And so what I was already thinking, we again, he and I talk, but it's it's almost like he really kind of set things up. And then when you tack on what has ultimately just happened organically within this country, and then of course Racine, it positions the Racine family YMCA. And you know, and and I mean, and also me being the first African American CEO for this organization. Uh, we have a very diverse staff, always have, you know, uh, at least over the past, what, 13 years, Jeff, um, yeah. since he's been, you know, since he's been here and our, 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 our membership base, the folks who pay to come to work out in our facilities, extremely diverse. Okay. And so uh, now it's time for the, the Racine Family YMCA. We are always asked to come to the table. So if there's something happening throughout Racine, Racine County, we do get the phone call. Hey, can someone come in and be a part of this? Now mm -hmm. we want to be the conveners of the table. Okay. We want, we want to be out there and advocating for change. Okay. And using the relationships and the people that are our members and our volunteers to address those social determinants of health. And so we're going to be going through a strategic plan. So it's not going to be me. You know, I, of course I have my vision, um, but I, I want to put it through a system uh, and get buy-in from the board, get buy-in from the staff, get buy-in from the community. Uh, and if it goes how I would hope it would go, uh, it's really going to position us in a much better position uh, as a as a nonprofit organization to not only get donations and things of that nature, but to really help either other nonprofits make change. So I imagine... But there's two different groups listening to this, both of which I think are leaning in hard and pretty excited about multiple things in this conversation. The first, I, I think, is probably wanting to join the vision that you just cast, uh, Q, right here in southeastern Wisconsin. Like, like the, the people that are listening to this that are in our local community, um, they're probably like, okay, sign me up. I want to help. I want to do something with this. And the second is probably on a, on a non-local level. Uh, more likely, and and not wanting to mess up uh, a leadership transition, and they're hearing how smooth 
uh, relatively speaking, you know, obviously coronavirus made everything crazy for people, but the, the smooth transition that has happened and the pitch that Jeff threw and uh, setting it up for the big bat to come through and hit a home run. So where would you, either of you or both of you, where would you point people to go from here who are either wanting to help join the WISE mission or maybe get some more information or help in their leadership transition themselves? What would you, what would you guys point to for resources there? No, the typical ones, uh, website, Facebook, there's all kinds of information there for people who either want to join and want to participate or for people who want to, to volunteer and be part of something. We, we want everybody to feel that they're part of something bigger. We, we, we want people to know all the other things we're doing. I think I, I mentioned before that you know, people view the why from the perspective of how they use it. But we really want people to understand and learn more about all of those other things, the things that, that Q mentioned and his vision and, and really working hard towards the, you know, the social determinants of, of health. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of things that we, we need people to donate. We need people to contribute. A lot of these programs that we do, the ways that we make a difference for people in the community, don't pay for themselves. And we need help. We need people to be involved and be passionate about the things that we hope will happen, the things where we feel we can make a difference. So lots of ways to get involved from membership or participation in programs to uh, contributing toward their passion. Mm -hmm. Anything else to add on your side? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have three, four branches, but three, three totally different branches. And so, you know, uh, like Jeff said, the best way is through, you know, Facebook and our website to just just to send us an email. Our health and wellness classes are going to be coming out of, of Sealed Air Branch. Uh, a lot of our youth programming in terms of prevention and leadership programs, things of that nature are coming out of our Brace Center branch. And then now we have a family service, <laughs> a family service branch, right? That's going to have mental health counseling, but also our, our parenting classes will be there. Our employment classes will be there. And so again, um, you can contact us. And if you have a particular passion, right, overall health and wellness, you want to get healthier, not, not fit, you want to be healthy. You have high blood pressure. You know, uh, uh, you've had, you know, you had a heart attack. You know, then you know we're going to have programming and information from our sealed air branch. If if you have uh, young young family members that need some mentorship, you're going to reach out to us at the Bray because those programs are going to really be focused on that type of population. And then if you are looking to improve yourself. Um, in terms of employment and being able to provide for your your your, your family, but also if you ha also have um, you know some challenges um, from a mental health standpoint, we have our family service branch. Okay, so it's best to go to our website or to our Facebook page, uh, ymcaracing.org, and, and and just send us uh, an email. You know, you will someone will definitely reply to you and give you the information uh, that you need. That's good. Guys, there's so much more here. Um, I'm, I'm going to 
try to do the justice uh, in the intro and the outro of this episode um, of leading people to the website. Uh, that information will be in the show notes for those of you that are listening in. Whether you are local to southeastern Wisconsin and you want to get involved, uh, either donation, donating or physically show up to help or maybe become a member, uh, or maybe you're wanting to help replicate what you've heard here in your local community, the information that uh, both Q and Jeff have mentioned will be in the show notes. Uh, guys, thank you. Thank you for leading the way that you have. Uh, Jeff, thank you for setting the stage uh, for those that are coming after you. And Q, we're excited to see where you take the why in our local community. All right. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Steve. Thanks very much. All right. I told you there was going to be a ton there. So here we go. Some takeaways and some action items. So takeaways. Number one, racism isn't a person. It's a system. And it's people that keep it going. Number two, an example of true leadership, setting your team up for success after you're gone. Action items. I would encourage you to look up the social determinants of health. There's a YouTube video that we'll put in the comments below or in the, in the notes below. It's helpful. It's kind of a one-on-one walkthrough sort of a thing. Number two for action items, if you are staring down a pending transition, make sure you have a few things in place. Trusting teams, open and honest communication, the willingness to adapt to change, and a vision for a future state that's compelling. Now, if you're looking for more content, be sure to scroll down to the show notes located below the episode that you're listening to right now. Nicole, who edits the podcast, she drops gems in there every single time. We have over 60 other episodes for you to check out as well. You can go to ccbtechnology.com slash podcast or subscribe in your favorite podcast app and they'll all just pop into your phone like magic. Now, we've got conversations spanning the one that you just heard all the way to what does fear actually look like, the imposter syndrome, generational gaps in the workplace, and allowing employees to create their own job descriptions, just to name a few. If you're listening on your phone, I would ask that you subscribe, maybe share this episode with a friend, and consider giving us a five-star and written review. We appreciate it big time. It helps us get the word out, and you know, in a, in a personal way, it validates what we're doing here. And as always, from all of us at CCB Technology, Thanks for listening.